Welcome to the Lions Faith Podcast. My name is Eric Scott and I am your host. From collegiate to professional athlete, police chief, college vice president, entrepreneur, public speaker, coach, musician, digital creator, dad, and husband, I want to share how I am no longer living for these titles or the things of this world, but only by bold faith and obedience to the one true King, Jesus Christ. So join me as I embark on a journey to truly live within the will of God. This is the Lions Faith Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Eric Scott with the Lions Faith Podcast, and I'm excited to come to you with part four of the series, The Journey of Yes. And this series is going to be on uncertainty, uncertainty. Let me talk to you guys about just how hard it is when you're a new believer. And that doesn't mean like in in Christ as in like your Lord and Savior, but as in like, I am diving into this. I've picked up my cross and I'm doing this. I am trying to seek you out, Father, every day. I have done step one to this video, seeking you. Step two, cleansing. Step three, distractions and fought those off. And now I'm in this place where I feel uncertain at times. And I want to share personally my experience as I did this and kind of the times that I was uncertain about what to do. And then I also want to talk about five things that I have laid out uh, from the Bible that specifically helped me in my journey. And these five steps I know will immensely help you as well. So like always, I like to start with prayer. So first and foremost, I'd love for you to bow your heads. Uh, Lord God, I thank you so much for the individuals with me uh, that are here on this podcast listening uh, either through audio or video, Father God. I ask that you bless each and every one of us and cover all of us. Place a hedge around us, God, and, and keep us safe, Father God. I ask that you give us the heart of Jesus, Father God. You help us continue to chase after what it means to be Christ-like, God. Father God, I ask that you come into each and every one of us and help us be a light to those that are around us, those that are in need. Help us decrease, Father God, so that you can increase. And I ask all of these things in your son's holy and mighty name, Father. Amen. All right. So let's start with this series on uncertainty. And it's so important that I talk to you guys about this because I have found myself very uncertain at times. There are times in this process, I'm telling you guys that like, I was uncertain whether I should pray or not. I remember the devil would whisper to me that if you truly had faith, faith, you would not be asking God day in and day out about certain things. Just have faith and stop. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, like he's right. But then I read the verse where it says through prayer, petition, and with thanksgiving, lay your problems before the Lord. Like lay your problems before the Lord. So it's like I was getting contradictions because one, I was listening to the whisper over the word. And so I have grounded these five points in God's word because it's so important that as we continue to move through this uncertain phase in our Christianity and in our walk, that we know it's grounded in what God would have us to do. This just isn't Eric who who was sharing his trials and tribulations. This is his word. So step one in this process is that you need to seek God's wisdom. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in, your, and in all ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. This was really powerful for me. Proverbs 3 was very powerful because it tells you to literally trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And it says that you are to lean not on your own understanding. That's so powerful. 
because so often we are designed to try to implant reasoning into certain situations and scenarios. And so it's like I'm having financial troubles or I'm having relationship issues or my child is doing A, B, C or D. The first thing a parent or a person wants to do is they want to implant some type of reasoning and idea. I mean, that's God created us with these minds to do so. But what God wants us to do is to get so grounded in his word that when we go to think, we are not thinking just regular thoughts, earthly thoughts. We are thinking we are thinking divine, heavenly thoughts, the thoughts that Jesus thought when he walked as the revelation of himself, God on this earth. So what we must focus on is not not necessarily the problem at hand or even the storm or the situation around us. We must focus and be grounded in God's word and know that if we can trust in him, he can do it all. And so I asked you guys, and step one is to seek God's wisdom, okay? And so that means that anytime you find yourself in challenging situations, get your Bible out and seek out wisdom, seek out Proverbs, seek out Psalms, seek out uplifting uh, uh, portions of the Bible where God specifically helps you when you're in uncertain times. Step two of this process is going to be prayer and meditation. And this is going to be backed in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your problems and your requests to God and to the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. Again, earlier I mentioned how the devil had had me stop praying, and it was this verse that brought me through that. And so you must stay in two phases. These are the two phases that I, I try to always stay in as a Christian. And this is beyond the series. This is my everyday life. I stay in a phase of prayer or a stage of praise. Praise or prayer. I'm praising God for what he has just done. I'm praying to God to have a deeper insight on what I am to do or what he is to help me do moving forward. But those are the two places I stay in. And when I say praise him for what he's done, I also praise him for what he has not done. I am so thankful for the way that God is going to use this series that I'm making right now with very little views and very little follows. I don't know what he's going to do with this, but I am praising him right now because I don't care if it has five views. If one of those five people needed this word, I am so thankful that God used me to do so. And it was my obedience that led to that person hearing the gospel and how to move from there. Yes. And so it is so important that we stay in those two phases, praise and prayer and meditation Guys, meditation has really helped me as I as I as I lay down. I'm, I work out a lot. I, I love fitness and, and the mind and spirits and all that stuff. But I can tell you, as I started to just slow down and and stop my mind from racing all the time, and I just focus on God, and in focusing on God and closing my eyes in in in, in, a, in a way of meditating on Him, I have truly found that He has spoken clearer to me. I have heard him clearer. You know what else has been really great? I have easily discerned the other spirit's voice 
in my ear. It's like when you listen to your dad talk and then you go listen to your uncle talk. You can clearly decipher between your dad's voice and your uncle's voice. But if you don't know your father, and let's say you don't know your uncle and they both start talking to you, you might confuse which is which. And it's important that we do not confuse God's voice. It can be deadly at times. And so I encourage you guys to just get quiet. Take, start with two to three minutes, five minutes of your day. When you wake up, before you go to bed, as you're sitting in the bathroom, whatever, whatever it takes, take a moment to say, God, I am yours. And in this moment, I will calm my mind, my nerves, my anxieties. I lay them before you, God. And if there is anything that you would love to share with me, I am all ears. And if there is not, I would love to just soak and wait in your presence, Father God. And I'm telling you guys, when I started doing that, things started to change. I started to have this deeper understanding, deeper revelation, seeing things and hearing things that I've never sought out before. A lot of times we say, oh, that's just that's just my inner voice or intuition or karma or all. We'll create up all these things instead of saying that was God. And so it's important that we know his voice. Step three, we need to strengthen faith through scripture. In Romans 10, verses uh, 12, it says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. So we must regularly engage in the Bible to build up and fortify our faith. That's something else I've learned. If you could imagine, I have a cup of water right here, okay? I don't know if you really can see it, but okay, I have this cup of water, right? And I can only pour so much water in this cup, okay? Because this cup is almost full. But I can tell you, as you fill yourself up with the word of God, there's less the devil can try to pour into you. So stay full and stay deep and invested into the word of God. And as you decrease and fill yourself up with him, he increases and you draw nearer and then he draws nearer to you. Step four is to develop a community around you that is also like minded and on a pursuit of Christ fellowship with individuals that are deeper than you if possible in their words because i promise you those individuals will truly help you through a lot you can see here in ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls as falls and has no one to help them up so always surround yourself with a supportive community and the reason i say it's so important to have a community is because like you guys remember as a kid like your mom would say like if someone so jumped off a bridge would you jump off the bridge everyone's parents said that what i'm getting at is is that all of the sins have already been done already will be done they're all going to be repeated, and there's not a lot of new stuff out there, right? And so you'll even find here in Ecclesiastes 1.9, it says, What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new 
under the sun. So it's so important we focus on whatever we're going through, relationship, financial, work-related, uh, childhood, family, whatever problems we're, we're, we're struggling with, it's been done before. Someone is either going through it, just coming out of it, or just about to go into it, right? And so it's so important that you, you find a network, you find people that can help you through hard times. And you know what's really powerful? I talked about uh, earlier um, about how the devil had asked me to stop praying. And I remember calling my sister once and I said, uh, my, 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 one of my older sisters, uh, all of my sisters actually are, are my like spiritual like leaders and guiders. Um, they, they are much deeper in an understanding and they have been doing this a lot longer than I have, right? Um, but I'm the one that has the calling in ministry and so we all have our different callings. But I called my, my older sister, Angela. And I was explaining to her just how I hadn't heard God and I was feeling disconnected and I was kind of unsure what was going on. And she had asked me, had I been praying? And I was like, well, I was praying like every day now, like every maybe once a week or something, because I don't want to keep coming to God, bugging him with my problems. And she just as quickly as like, boom, with prayer petition and with Thanksgiving, like she starts hitting me with the word. Because she already had been through that situation and she already knew the word and what the word said. And when I first started this, I was newer in the word. And so I'm starting the Bible in Genesis and going through. And that portion might have been way back in Hebrews and I just haven't got there yet, right? And so it was very, it was, it was very good for me to be able to nip a dry spell. I call them a dry spell where it's like, oh my God, I haven't had Jesus. Like I have him every day, but I'm talking like that closeness where I feel like he's like on my back, like a backpack. Right. And I know he dwells within me, but in the beginning of this, like your journey from yes, man, he is so active. And he's so there because God knows that like what it takes. He knows where you are. He knows how much you can bear. And he says that he will not give you more than you can bear, but there's an undoing of things that happen. And as you go through these trials and tribulations, because when you come to Christ, you got to give it all up. To surrender means to give up the sin. That sin consumes us like handcuffs. We have been handcuffed to the sin for so long, for the way we think, the way we move, the people we hang out with, the places we go, the music we live, the movies, everything in our world has been circling around this thing called sin. And then your heart has a change. And it starts to position itself towards Christ. And then God, the author, starts to knit up that heart. He starts to sew up those wounds. But to sew up those wounds, he goes in there and he pulls out the infected parts and the disease. So when he sews it up, it's healed up. And it's healthy. And it's sealed. But it's sealed with his plant. His print is, in, is sealing that, that wound. And so I think it's important that we understand that when we go through these uncertain phases, it's going to be hard. And so having a fellowship, having a group around you is super important to help you endure, to help you understand, and to be honest with people. Sometimes just like, like counseling, just talk, get it out. I am struggling with this. Like, I'm trying to be faithful, but the lights are about to get cut off. Like, I'm coming to church on Sunday, but my daughter is still doing drugs and, and hanging out with this guy in college that I can't get her to leave. Whatever the scenario is, I want you to think of Christ 
And I want you to focus on these steps and use your person, whoever they are. And if you don't have one, you reach out to me. You reach out to me, okay? And I'll tell you right now, I will do what I can to help you through your situation because I am engulfed in this. I am reading my book every day. I have a much further understanding than when I started this about a year ago. And I've been a Christian my whole life, but I've been in Jesus for about a year now. All right, moving on to the next step, okay? This is actually number five, and it's the last of the uncertain series, uh, which is a part of the journey from yes. This is trust in God's plan, okay? And this is always the hard part. We have to trust God. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what we see, but we have to walk by what he says and what he sees. Because he's omnipresent. He sees what we can't see, right? Past, present, and future. He sees it all. Like, that's beautiful once you buy into it and you believe it. That you actually have almost like, I have like this divine father who knows what's best for me 20 years from now. How great is that? But you got to believe. It says here in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. You need to trust that God has a purpose for your life. Even in these times of uncertainty, his purpose reigns high. And so that's what we must focus on. We must focus on not necessarily what we see. And we must focus on what God has said. Like it is there, Jeremiah 29, 11. Go read it. And when you read it, get down on your knees and say, God, what is that plan that you have for me? Help reveal that to me. Help me undo myself and my sinful ways enough so that I can start to see the path that you have for me. It's a clearer road, I know. But don't think that God just shows up like GPS and says, okay, reroute, you need to go left instead of right. Sometimes he'll keep taking you right and he'll drag you through the fire, but you will not be burnt up. That's what it says in Isaiah 43. That is one of my favorite verses. It says, uh, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. And when you go through uh, uh, rivers, uh, deep rivers, you will not drown. And it says, and when you go through, through flames and fires uh, of challenges and difficulties, you will not be burnt up. For I am, remember, I am the Lord thy God, your Lord and Savior, the Holy One of Israel. Right. And so I know these things because I have memorized my words. What I do is to make sure I'm full. I memorize my word. I come in here and study it. These are probably, I don't know, maybe 50 or so of the most relative gut wrenching verses in the Bible. These verses are the ones that if I go through probably anything that I'm going to go through in life, I got a book that's going to help me through it right here. OK, and I am memorizing them all because I want to make certain that when I go in any situation, I don't need to open up my Bible. Wait, 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 devil, don't attack. Or I'm in the bar or, or I'm in some club or I'm in, because you could be anywhere. It don't have to be like, uh, like you're in church, right? You don't, you might not be with your, like I said in the last step, with your community or fellowship. You might just be walking down the street, leaving a hotel in an alley and you need that word. Because I'm telling you, we don't battle with flesh and bones. We battle with, with spirits and powers and principalities, demonic stuff of this world, right? And so I encourage you guys, 
to, to, to learn that word, fill yourself up with it and to trust. Just as it says in, in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan for your life. Like he says, I knew you in the womb. I designed you. I know the hairs on your head. He didn't say I counted them. He says, I know them. And for him to know them, that means that he intrinsically designed you the way you are designed for a very specific reason. And that is how good our God is. And that is what we should focus on in this season and in these moments of uncertainty. So to summarize this, let's not forget these five steps because these five steps will be very crucial to helping you out when you start to feel uncertain about where you are and where God is. Remember that we must seek God's wisdom. That is so important that we seek his wisdom. And when I mean wisdom, we must get into the Bible, get in Proverbs, get into Psalms, and we must look at what it means to be wisdom. Read about Solomon in the Bible. Go to Solomon and read about him. You know, he prayed for wisdom. And it's so important to be wise, okay? And to be wise, means to do these things to to listen to these steps to to listen to those that have been through what you're going through because you already know that nothing is new under the sun okay step two is going to be prayer and meditation we must always stay in those two phases guys remember prayer and meditation that starts with praise and prayer so we're going to stay in a position of praise with god or a position of prayer but at all times we are connected i'm talking all day we are connected to God. And it's so crucial that when you, especially when you start to feel uncertain, but even when you're not uncertain, because I'm telling you, the more you pray, the less uncertain you feel. The more you meditate, the less uncertain you feel. Okay. The next step, number three, is going to be to strengthen your faith through scripture. And remember, like I said down here, y'all, I'm memorizing mine because this right here is my armor. And remember, I told you the analogy of the cup, right? I've drank some of my water right now. So that's kind of a good analogy right there. My cup is not that full right now. You know why it's not that full? Because I drank some. But the analogy goes that if I only have maybe a 25% of this cup is full of God, that gives a lot of room for the world and for the devil. Okay? And so we must also make certain that we fill ourselves up with the word so that whenever something happens, we're not struggling with what to do or how to handle it. We turn to his word, but God said, but God said, that's what I do now. Like, I'm like, oh man, I don't know what we're going to do about that, but I know what God says we're going to do about that. I myself might not know. I myself might not see, but I know one that does know and does see. And then that leads me to the next point, which is your community and your fellowship group. Find those individuals, those spiritual leaders that are a step ahead of you in this process. The ones that you can call and say, hey, what is this? Like, I've not heard from God's voice or I think I'm hearing God's voice, but then I also think it's me. Or those individuals where you ask those questions like, I feel bad, like I was doing really good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, I, I, I sinned again. I sinned against God. What do I do now? You have to have a community, okay? And, and it's hard to do it alone. And I can tell you personally, I have my circle, I have my system, I have a really strong family um, and, and God's Harvest Ministry, which is our nonprofit. But um, I have a family that I've been able to turn to in, my, in my, my trials. And I'm telling you guys, it has been so helpful and it has broken me. I'm telling you, I didn't pray for like a week or two, y'all. I was like, I, I don't think I should. I don't think I should. Then I was like, oh, the tricks of the devil. That deceiver is good. He has been on this earth before man he's been on this earth a long time watching and seeing how we move how we operate infiltrating culture 
right? Because we have identity issues right now. If you can't identify as yourself, how can you identify as Christ inside of you, right? Right? There's a lot going on right now that the devil is infiltrating, okay? And I want you to focus on that. Focus on not allowing him to have any room in your life because your cup is full, all right? Next, and step five, is going to be trusting God's plan, okay? At the basis of all of this, God wants to do good by us, not bad by us. That's not even like a verse, but that's a combination of about 100 verses put together to sum them up. God wants good, not bad for us, right? God wants us to be honest. He wants us to have the fruits of the Spirit, calmness, kindness, love, gentleness, self-control, not the other fruits of the devil, wildness, chaos, lying, deceiving, sexual uh, orgies and immortality, sexual immortality, all this other sin, that stuff's of the devil, right? That's the stuff that the deceiver plants in you. And so I want you guys to focus on what is this about? Why am I floating down here on this planet at this time? And what is my purpose on this earth? And I promise you, it's just not to grow old, get a house, you know, two kids and a dog and die. No, that's something that we have created to give life purpose, right? But the reality is, is what does God say in the Bible, throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible? He's like, don't focus, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like God says multiple times in the Bible that this is truly just a staging area here. So focus on God. And as you continue to pursue God, know that ultimately it's like, it's like if you know that they have your, your good interests in mind, like if you're like talking to somebody or a friend or, or like, and you know that they want you to win, like you can't go wrong with that. So focus on that, that like, even though you struggle before, think about this before you came to God, you sinned all the time. Now you just sin in some of the times, maybe in a few months or so, you'll be sitting almost none of the time, right? And that's the goal is to continue to cleanse yourself, purify yourself, learn what it means to be Christ-like, follow the good work, fill yourself up with him, become a light so then you can go shine on others. That's what this is all about, y'all. That's why God snatched me because I was the type of guy that was like all about himself. I didn't I didn't think I had to do much for anybody else. I was, I was the professional athlete and I was a police chief and I was a vice president at a college. Like I was all these things. I was, I was all about me and me doing these things. And God says, I'm going to use that guy who has such an influence. I'm a, I'm a social media influence. You know, he says, I'm going to pull that guy and I'm going to use him for my word and my kingdom. And I'm so thankful for that. He did because I never knew that you could go to hell by being a good per. I thought being a good person meant that you were good. And then I found out that the only way, the only way to Christ is through Jesus. The only way to heaven is through Jesus. The only way to, to heaven is through being a, a, a Christ-like person, living a life free of, 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 of intentional sin, living in sin. That doesn't mean you don't sin. That just means that you don't choose to sin. And when you sin, you bring it to the Lord. And so I just encourage you guys to just stay hungry in this phase as you just said, yes, it can be 
hard at times. Trust me, I know. I, I really struggled myself in in, the, in this phase. Like I've been at this for like a year, about right at a year uh, this February, and um, I can tell you that each and every day has been a challenge. But every day he holds me, he guides me, he lifts me up. I've had good days, I've had bad days, but the majority of them have been good. Because now looking back at my old lifestyle. They were all bad. I just didn't know it, you know, in God's eyes. So I say all this to say I love each and every one of you. Let's quickly end in prayer. Dear God, I thank you so much for the, for the individuals that have come to watch this video. I hope that these words truly impact and help their lives, Father God. I pray that you use these words mightily, Father God, for your glory and your kingdom, God. God, we both come to you as you know our needs, mine and these individuals. Listen, Father God, we ask that you come upon us, God, in a mighty way and help us with each and every need that we may have, Father. And to you be the glory for anything that we do, anything that we say, and everything that we are, God. We love you with all of our might and in your son's most powerful and mighty name, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, amen. We love you. We love you. We love you. I love each and every one of you guys. I'm so thankful that you came, spent the time to look at this video, um, continue to like, share, because you never know, maybe you sharing this might be something that someone else needs for their journey. Uh, this is Eric Scott with the Lions Faith Podcast, and I can't wait for you guys to stay tuned for the next series. It's going to be on frustrations. I'm going to talk to you guys about the time I got mad at God, and I want to share that with you guys, okay? Come back. I'm going to try to get that out within the next week or so. Love each and every one of you. Stay blessed.